0: Cobb Schools is known for giving a good educational return on tax dollars invested, but did you know that Cobb pursues funding to help take the education of our students to the next level? How this happens is our topic for this edition of the Inside Scoop. Welcome back to another episode of the Inside Scoop. I'm David Owen. Don't forget to click subscribe and pass the word to let your friends in on this resource for Cobb families. We already know that our students achieve higher than state and national averages on testing, yet we have some of the lowest net tax rates around, and that is a good value. But along with the need to fund every student's education, additional needs emerge. Funding for those additional needs is where Cobb's Assistant Director of Research and Grants, Cindy Nichols, comes in, and she's with us here today. Cindy, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, David. As Cobb's Assistant Director for Research and Grants, uh, I mean, that, that's quite a title, Research and grant. well What's the research part of what you do?
1: Oh, well, that's a great question. I'm I'm glad you asked. So uh, in our district, we have many opportunities for our staff to pursue further education for master's or leadership or uh, PhD degrees. And so uh, oftentimes for that end, uh, they need to do research, pull data um, for their projects. And so before that happens, everyone needs to complete a research application. It comes through the Accountability Division. We uh-huh. review it. We have a committee that will review. It goes to principals. There's several steps. And uh, after that, if it's approved, they get a letter that says, yeah, you can, you can go ahead and, and do that research here. And we do try to keep it as um, safe for our, our families and students and teachers as possible without impacting that learning space as much as possible.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're like guardian of the seat time of our students, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: definitely the gatekeeper.
0: Okay. The title of this is In Pursuit of Grant Funding. So let's dig into the grant side. Uh, what are grants and... You know, we're, we're already paying taxes in Cobb. Why do we need grants?
1: That's such a good question. So here in Cobb, you know, we've um, the superintendent has mentioned several times what great stewards we are um, of our funding that we receive from the federal government, from specifically from QBE or local funds. Ninety four percent of what we receive basically in our on our uh, general ledger goes to payroll. And so mm-hmm. that's that's pretty lean. And here um, in Cobb specifically, we put more funding in schools than our and uh, our neighboring districts uh, versus the central office. So mm-hmm. um, to that end, it's still not enough. Right. So we always want to give our kids and, and students and families a little bit more, a bit, a bit of an edge, um, especially coming out of the pandemic. Um, the awareness for for their needs is even higher than normal. Mm-hmm. So um, so grants, in, in essence, um that gives us a way to get other things that they may need via staff, classroom items, family engagement, things of that nature. So that, okay. that's the difference.
0: Grants are monies given that don't have to be repaid, right? Correct. Okay, And they are given to who? Schools, teachers, principals? Who, who's the recipient of the grant?
1: That is such a great question. Um, and I love that question because the grants do vary exactly as you've laid that out. So um, federal grants can come in and those go mostly to the district and sometimes down to that school level. Mm-hmm. And then we have state grants that do the same um, that are for, for different, uh, I guess, reasons or resources for for our schools. Mm-hmm. And then you have that local grant that can be for the district to pass down to the schools or it can be right there in that teacher's classroom. So those are a variety of of styles and sizes are those more local grants we do try to manage those funds to make sure we're the best stewards possible. Mm -hmm. And that often requires teamwork from not just myself, obviously, but really with basically every division that we have here at Cobb County right down to that school or, or teacher level. So from financial services to accountability to academics, transportation, leadership, we We all meet and convene and 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 work together to make sure our classrooms have what they need,
0: okay, so we already pay taxes, yeah, and you would think that that would be a part of the budget cycle that what it's uh you know a year out before the the actual budget starts rolling Correct. for that school. so why is this not also or is it part of the budget cycle? Or even splossed, well, that's even worse. That's like you know, five years <laughs> right? every, every cycle. But uh, the budget cycle, it would seem, would, would cover a lot of these things. What, what's the difference between needs that go through the budget cycle versus needs that are met through grants?
1: Right. So our budget cycle, primarily, 94% of, of our basic budget um, that comes from QBE or those local property tax funds, mm-hmm. 94% is, is strictly for payroll. Um, And that here in Cobb, as we all know, most of that is is even more specific to payroll in a school, not payroll um, here at the central office or extraneously. Um, We we put as much of that 94% into our schools as possible. However, that only covers so much. So we use our federal funds to do things for our um, families who uh, go to a Title I school or our special education families. Mm -hmm. We have uh, Title III families,
0: Okay, you know, now you're starting to get into on. that edge You speak. That's right. What, what is it? Uh, Title One? A lot of people know Title One is uh, lower income uh, community. That's a program that services
1: those communities. Yes, okay. absolutely. Okay, now what,
0: what is Title Three?
1: So Title Three that primarily um, is for our students who English is not their, their native language. Okay. So we, we definitely want to capture and give them the extra boost that they need to make them successful yeah. towards that graduation. Um, and then we have Title II, which is professional development strictly. So that keeps our teachers on their toes and gives them that that added boost every year to make sure that they're at the top of their game.
0: Now, you see what you did there was you came full circle back to the discussion on research and all that, right? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> just about. You're yeah. a sly one. They, they can go together. <laughs> well, and, and it makes sense to have you uh, in the nexus of, of both sides of that. That's, right, that's cool. Right.
1: And then we have the, I believe, you you know, to, to go it a little further. So those are those those big big umbrellas of money. Uh And then to dive down past that, we have state grants that come from either the Governor's Office of Student Achievement or from the Georgia Department of Education. And those are usually um, competitive grants. We might apply for those. Okay. Um, but sometimes they're given to us like CTAE, um, sometimes receives funds that way or Perkins grants. But then we also have a literacy grant that's dealing with dyslexia. So we have letters training for our teachers specifically. Yeah, that,
0: that's a new thing, right? The governor signed something a few years ago on that. It right? is. And
1: so this is our answer to that is last okay. year we, we applied for a competitive grant working with our academics department. And they're rolling that out right now as we speak. So, and we're looking to do that again as soon as we can. We're we're always on the lookout, so uh, for things of that nature. We also have a delightful uh, pre-K program over at the South Cobb Learning Center, and that's a that's the same thing. It's a bright from the start grant that we apply for, and that that provides the teachers for our pre-K classes that we wouldn't ordinarily have from QBE or
0: local funds. Okay, so uh, normally. Uh, the the big generalities are met by the the typical budget, mm-hmm. right? I'm right. trying to summarize what all you've, you've sure. packed into this it's, great it's conversation, a lot, right? Yeah, um, but those things that are unforeseen or maybe highly specialized, is highly that, specialized, is that absolutely, um, are where you come in with mm-hmm. the grant system, okay. absolutely. Yep. All right. So how impactful are these grants? I mean, everybody wants to get more funding for something, right? Uh, but, you know, as a, a frugal taxpayer, <laughs> okay, my kids call me cheap. I'll just, <laughs> that's right. um, you know, I, I, I want to know that when I'm paying tax dollars, whether it's to Cobb School District or to the state of Georgia, that those tax dollars are reaping benefits if i'm having to pay it i want to see a return what are we seeing as a benefit to the grant funds
1: so uh, a direct benefit and and i can kind of go in two different directions so a direct benefit is obviously at the end of the day is our students succeeding um, not just in their test scores and their reading scores but also in their um, their daily lives how are their, their families are they better than they were last year because we're, we're here for a whole family. We're not uh-huh. just here for a graduation rate, right? But that is that that's the end game. We want all yeah. of our students to be successful. Sure. Um, and so that's part of part of the funding. But then um, how do you keep an eye on that, I believe is is sort of, you know, what the question was. And yeah. um, a great way to do that is, you know, we're here, we have teams of, of people who work on grants specifically, not just myself, I kind of look at all of them. But our federal grants, we have teams of people who work on those but then we love to have our community participate as well so we we have stakeholders and that's every family here our local businesses Um, and those we invite several times a year to either participate uh, via a survey to to see how we're doing what what do they want to see in their schools and that can be as specific and honest as as they want to be we do read all of those and look at those Um, or (laughs) We uh, Every year we have an annual stakeholder, federal stakeholders program, uh, stakeholder meeting, and and that's March 30th this year. It's going to be virtual, and we've had a lot of success with our families joining in on that, and we definitely invite uh, everyone to join if they can.
0: Look, I'm, I'm the cynic. The stakeholder surveys, things of that nature, a lot of people look at. Those as oh they're just checking a box right mm-hmm. they're they're trying to look like they're listening to the community, and they are you know there's some federal uh process out there that requires that they do it or even a state process, whatever uh they don't really read these they don't they they don't really get anything out of them that benefits my child now, I know you're going to say that's not true, but tell <laughs> that's me the, true. <laughs> tell me how that in a practical sense, how that serves classrooms from uh, getting that right. kind of feedback from families. Right.
1: So for me, that's that's the best way. I'm not in the schools mm-hmm. very often. And so for me, that's that's my lifeline. That's how I exactly know what our families are um, looking for and and hoping for or happy with or not happy with. Or that's where I know, too, Where sometimes it's my lack of communication on what we spend these uh, funds on. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes in a survey, you, you can you can see that families um, have questions um, that we are serving those needs. So um, it, it's exciting to see that, and it's um, it's something that we we try to improve on every year as as far as that feedback goes. And how do we can communicate better with our families during those stakeholder meetings when we we do have that engagement face to face or virtually face-to-face in this case. (laughs) Well,
0: uh, I think everybody kind of signs off that's face-to-face. That's as face-to-face as we can get right now. In in some cases, yeah. The time that families take to complete the surveys actually stands to be very beneficial for their family in that school or those schools if they have multiple kids. We we see sometimes, we see people come to board meetings and and they implore our uh, staff and board to fund something in their school that in their lives and frankly uh, overall may be very worthwhile, very worthy. But the grant system is not in the budget cycle so is there an advantage to them giving you this kind of feedback through surveys and to possibly get what they're looking to achieve in their school more quickly?
1: It helps. We we definitely love. I mean, what we do is is for our families and our students. So the best way uh, for, for me to know, of course, I watch all the board meetings. And um, Of course. Is, you
0: know, it is, <laughs> it's um, must-see TV. It is.
1: We, we lo- I love, uh, you know, I do popcorn at night and, and um, <laughs> Diet Coke by day. But we... Um, it is a direct line so that um, not just myself but uh, the rest of us who work on specifically federal programs Mm -hmm. that is how we know our families um, can can speak with us and then also we we can communicate back so again sometimes it's just a miscommunication you you may have a need and um, you may not know how to as a family um, ask for that in a school that service may be there that that necessity may be there but it's not that helpful if you don't know that it's there, right. and so that's on us, and that's that's where I appreciate that feedback. Um, yeah. And for example, the stakeholder meeting, we are doing that virtually. Uh, we've tried it a, a thousand different ways. Sometimes we've done them in the day, live, face to face. We've done them in the evening. We've tried to cover different parts of the county to be respectful of families so that we can get them here. And then, due to the pandemic, that was the first time we decided. You know what? We it was in three days right right from shutdown to beginning and so that was our first 100% virtual meeting it went well mm-hmm. and then the next year it was you know where we used to have maybe 40 to 60 families participate mm-hmm. we had 400 to 500 oh my god so we listened so wow. families gave us the feedback that you know what that worked well for us i can be in the car i can be with my children i can be at the family dinner table right um and while i miss being in a, a live crowd i we listened, and yeah. so that's for us that, that that was exciting.
0: Well, and that also allows you to listen more clearly, it does. right? Because people are uh, now. I don't know how you're running those events, but uh, if, for teams. example, <laughs> teams, <laughs> right? If for example, somebody could type in chat, yes, exactly what they're looking for. We,
1: we open up for discussion at the end. Okay. So, and we also have translators for our. our um, Spanish speakers and our Portuguese speakers because we do want all of our families to feel comfortable.
0: Everybody have a chance. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's phenomenal, and it almost sounds like you're you're uh, so generous. You may regret opening it up <laughs> <laughs> because there there are so many families. Of course, we got one hundred and eight thousand students in the district. We so, do. We uh, do. There are, there are a lot of folks in the community that my goal that is to break that. teams. Well, I think you've got that potential. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you've told us a great deal about what grants are, how they uh, work in general, what their purpose is, but what's the mechanism for all of that? Uh, how does that all work?
1: Right. So let's get down to, I think, what, what most of us think of as a grant and get down to that more local level. Okay. The grants yeah. that we, we as a community or as teachers specifically mm-hmm. have control of. There are a variety of local grants out there. And by local, it doesn't mean that it's small, but it doesn't mean that it's big. They can come from large foundations. They can come from your local Walmart, um, and other, you know, just businesses around. So or, or, you know, again, large foundations can cover those as well. So a lot of it is legwork on the teacher part to find those grants. And I'm certainly always available to provide professional development on grant writing, which I've done on several occasions, or specifically to help that teacher work through their grant. And I don't mind. It can be a $50 grant or it can be a $10,000 grant wow. for a teacher. They're all important to them. And so they get the same amount of time from me Yeah, um, to do that. So some of our teacher grants, we use donors choose quite a bit, which is sort of a... Um, it's not exactly a grant, but it's a great way for our teachers to get things into their classrooms, like class set of books, um, those little wiggle balls that students sit on, a new rug um, or m- desks so that their room can kind of move around, you know, desk with wheels so that you can have that more 21st century feel in your classroom. So we uh, here in the district with donors choose, we get over $120,000 worth of goods wow. that comes directly into our classrooms, and that's strictly for teachers.
0: Um, and not every teacher is the same. Not every no, class of, of students is the same, right? right so that, right. that's where the customizing aspect that's of it is. That's where grants. they can
1: customize. Yeah. So that's uh, that definitely suits their needs. And then we also have, you know, um, we have some marvelous other grants that we work with that are that local flair that you don't think about. But um, our transportation department, uh-huh. you know, Matt Sanders, I believe he's been a guest yeah, on yeah, your podcast on before he uh, he's a great steward of, of these EPA funds. He applies for some grants and we have um, several years now taken advantage of getting in some new clean air conditioned propane buses. And that, um running in our fleet. So that's that's another level that directly affects our students in their drive-in and drive home, right?
0: Yeah, uh, from absolutely. work every day. Absolutely. And it, it affects the condition of uh, uh, your student when they walk in the door, what the rest of your evening is going to be like, uh, right? Really does. <laughs> Especially the air conditioning it, part it, of that.
1: It, they definitely uh, feel better when they get home, I would say.
0: <laughs> Are there resources that families might be able to turn to, to learn more about what you do and, uh, or maybe a uh, uh, URL for where they? Submit grants
1: so um, for families I think su- the supporting their teachers the same way that they do um, is always a great opportunity for them to be involved in that classroom so um, on that level to just just be mindful of, of what those needs are and then to participate um, here are always you know, with our stakeholder programs and our surveys that we we do try to listen.
0: If they know of a need in a classroom that a teacher might be frustrated with, should they mention grants as an option for That would be wonderful, yeah. I mean, I think
1: a lot of times teachers, they get so focused on their students that they don't always have time to think past that problem.
0: Well, Cindy, thank you so much for, for coming in. Thank you. And Thanks, it's been an education for me, clearly, by the the uh, rudimentary questions I've posed to you. Those at, are great at times. questions. At, at one point, I remember uh, you and I were talking about the uh, culture of frugality of our district and, and frugal in the best sense. Absolutely. Um, you, and Absolutely. you use the term stewardship, yes. which I think is, is similar. So uh, with that culture, hopefully people understand that we're trying to spend the tax dollars wisely. We
1: definitely want to put that all right back into our students.
0: So if you've learned something from this podcast uh, or you found it to be insightful or helpful to you, make sure you subscribe and let that friend know. That teacher may need to know what's available through the grant system. And thank you for listening to The Inside Scoop, a podcast produced by the Cobb County School District.